Well, hello, and welcome to the Through the Word podcast, as pastors Chris Mitchell and John Bell seek to answer questions that come from the reading of God's Word, beginning in Genesis all the way through to Revelation. Thank you for joining us. Well, hello, I'm Pastor John Bell. And I'm Pastor Chris Mitchell. And we're happy to be together, and well, in a sense, but we weren't together last <laughs> week, and so sorry for that. But you know, I had this this little virus; it's been going around for a little while, and so maybe you guys have heard of it. But either way, I'm happy and feeling well, and so praise the Lord. But just thank you guys for your prayers as well for those of you who are praying. Yes, well, the virus that's two years plus in the in the minds of us, I guess now, and maybe if this gets pulled out in antiquity, you know, hundreds of years from now, people look back and say, COVID, what's COVID? Exactly. Um, I, I sure know. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right. For the- but anyway, I'm glad you're better. Glad to know that uh, God's bringing recovery to you and your home. Well, thank you. And, and so this week um, we are we're, we're about to be in the New Testament. That's going to be next week. So any questions from the book of Matthew that you guys have for us, please send those in to through the word 22 at gmail.com. But this week we are in the minor prophets. And so there's, there's a lot of minor prophets, but the first question we have pastor Chris regarding these minor prophets is the minor prophets. Do they contain a minor prophecy? <laughs> well, you might be tempted to consider that, but the images were not any less mission critical than one like Jeremiah or Isaiah. Okay. So we, we don't want to, anybody to think that, you know, the designation minor prophet simply meant their messages were short, uh, ranging from as many as 14 chapters to as few as one chapter. And I'm sure, you know, as our church family got to those days, <laughs> they enjoyed uh, those days when we had just one chapter, which, but was a whole book. Right. Um, But their message was just as purposeful and influential in their own times as that grouping that we call the major prophets. Uh, These minor prophets and their writings represent the last four centuries of Old Testament history. Okay. Basically from the eighth to the fifth century BC. Now, scholars were fairly certain that the 12 prophets were placed together in one scroll as early as the third century BC, which really just helps us understand that they've been recognized as Holy scripture for a long time. Right. But as we consider, I thought about this just for fun. Okay. Sort of a quick run through the 12 minor prophets and give a major theme just to, to help us understand they weren't just speaking of minor things. Yeah. I mean, since that's the way, you asked the question. Well, so thank you. please um, Hosea talks about great sin and the mercy of God. Okay. Joel talks about the Lord and his response to repentance. Right. Amos speaks of the inadequacy of religious rituals. Mm. Obadiah talks about the sovereignty of God. Not okay. as if the other ones don't. Sure. I mean, it's not to the exclusion of, but, but Obadiah really hits hard on sovereignty of God. Jonah, uh, talks about the fact that salvation belongs to the Lord. Okay. Micah, in that book, God wants the wrongs to be rebuked. Right. And Nahum, God's wrath is real. We're going to talk about that more in a little bit. Okay. Based on one of those questions right. uh, that we have. Uh, Habakkuk uh, talks about the assurance that the Lord knew the difference between the righteous and the wicked. 
So there wasn't any confusion in God's mind <laughs> okay. about who was righteous and who was wicked. Uh, Zephaniah, God alone is God. Uh, Haggai yes. says, consider your ways. In other words, where are you investing in? Zechariah calls us to return to God. And Malachi says there's hope in repentance. So none of those are minor. Topics. No. They're major. So it's, it's not like going to a Knights game versus going to a Braves game. <laughs> no, definitely not. But the Knights game is far cheaper and a yes. little bit easier to get to. It, it is. <clears throat> well, but, you also mentioned Nahum. And 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 Jonah there. And so the, but you mentioned Jonah's, you know, a theme there. Salvation belongs to the Lord and Nahum. God's wrath is real that the prophecies from these two prophets were for the same city. That's and, right. And so the question that we had is, are the prophecies different? The, the one from came from Jonah and the one that has come from Nahum. Yes. Jonah's prophecy for Nineveh took place about a century earlier the Nahums. Okay. So we so, found they repented. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> Nahum ends his book with a question. Okay. And that question was almost intentionally put there because he wanted to draw the reader's attention back to the mercies that God had shown Nineveh during the days of Jonah. Uh -huh. So by the time you get to Nahum's writing, Nineveh had repented of their former repentance. They repented of their repentance. Yes. Oh, no. I know. That's terrible. That's not what we talk about when we talk about repentance. No, not normally. You're no. right. But when you think about turning. Right. They had turned from their turning. Oh, no. And they were despising God's mercies and instead chose to practice violent materialism, selfishness, idolatry, and witchcraft. Mm. So Nineveh had been an object of God's mercy. Now it's become the object of God's wrath. And in the last verse of the second chapter, God says to mighty Assyria, I am against you. Mm. And that's definitely not words you want to hear. No. Um, from the God of the universe. Uh, Nineveh's end was tragic. The Medes, in alliance with the Babylonians and the Scythians, laid siege to the city in 612 B.C. And as the invaders rushed in, this is terrible, this part, Assyria's king gathered himself and his household together in an immense funeral pyre and burned himself, his wives, and his concubines to ashes. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Just so sad. Yeah. And as modern archaeologists have tried to go into that area, interestingly enough, they really couldn't find a whole lot of artifacts because, I mean, you know, God just allowed the area just to be wiped off, mm. you know, the face of the earth. But they also had to dig through lots of strata of ash so I mean, mm. there really was this this burning and this doing away with complete completely uh really helping us see that the lord's judgment is real yes it is and the final battle will not merely be the fall of a great city but will consist of the ultimate judgment of god's enemies and the establishment of god's reign over god's own people mm. and as we Speak of God's judgment towards people. There's in Zephaniah. There's a judgment mentioned toward those who call out to Moloch. So who who is this that they're referring to? He was an Ammonite god who encouraged the ridiculous practice of child sacrifice, mm. uh, which God had strictly forbidden. 
And so Zephaniah was speaking of God's coming judgment and quickly addresses Judah and Jerusalem in particular, who had resorted to idolatry and mashing together different religious practices. And so recognizing Molech, some of your translations might say Malcolm. Okay. Uh, recognizing Molech was one of those worthless deities that people had added to their acts of worship. Mm. And just moving on from there to another Z prophet. So we moved to, <laughs> to Zechariah. And, and so the question from Zechariah was, are, are the prophecies in Zechariah, are they mainly for end times? Or what are we looking at? Is it now, not yet kind of thing? What's going on here? It does seem to be that now, not yet. Okay. Um, Zechariah is a difficult book to unpack, really because of a lot of different literary forms. It's to be taken as an early example of apocalyptic literature. Okay. Um, we can better understand this book if we recognize the prophet's work of giving pictures of the future in snapshot fashion. Okay. So I know our younger listeners probably don't remember those, you know, point and shoot cameras where you just, you know, you could get just one snap in a, in a frame. Um, I guess Snapchat's similar ish. I don't uh, know. But... Yeah. I don't know either. But it has the same word. Um, but, but in, in, Zechariah, what happens is these sort of these snapshots, these individual pictures aren't placed in any particular sequence. So, I mean, it's like taking one of those old point and shoot cameras that had 32, you know, frames on it, taking right. them while you're going on the trip, coming home and somebody's saying, oh, let me see about your trip. And you've mixed them all together. And it's like, oh, wait, I went there on the last day. Oh, why is this picture here? <laughs> I mean, so that's kind of how it's okay. written. And so it's crazy. You're reading it going, wait a minute. I thought he just said that. And so anyway, Zechariah's visions combine both the present and the future in an interwoven manner that's really impossible to tear apart. Okay. So on the whole, yes, he's mostly looking ahead to what God is going to do. Okay. God, especially will... from that time. <laughs> yes, that's right. God will rule the world. He will judge his enemies. He will dwell with his people and protect them. He will send his Messiah, as Zechariah gives many explicit pictures of. Like the God. Lord riding in on a donkey. Right. Yes. Absolutely. God will purge, though, and purify his people, demonstrating his comprehensive lordship. So, yeah, Zechariah has a lot of those messianic sort of glimpses um, that the New Testament goes back and grabs hold of. Um, Zechariah's message is also very current. It's really okay. very present in the sense that God still calls sinners to return to him, but not return back. Right. right. <laughs> Just exactly. to return to him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and there will come a day when that won't be possible anymore. Hmm. And so, you know, just as a way to remind, uh, you know, we don't know who's, who listens to these podcasts and, and what God might be doing in their lives, but if you're listening and you find yourself running from God today, there's still today. Right. And don't put it off. Don't put off turning to him for salvation because tomorrow may never come. Uh, the word tells us today's the day of salvation. So repent and believe. Amen. Well, thank you for answering those questions that we had from the minor prophets. And I'm looking forward to the questions that we might have sent in to us regarding the book of Matthew. As yeah, we get into the New Testament. I'll be curious, and this just to be a fun little end of the year kind of thing, but will people have fewer questions because they're more familiar with it, you know? Right. And read it more and things like that. Or 
will there be more questions? That's a curiosity. Yeah, that's one I have as well. And uh, we'll, we'll see. What we, we can't wait to get into it, though. But thank you for answering those questions today. And thank you guys for listening. Yes, and, thank uh, you. Hope you guys have a great day. God bless you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Through the Word podcast. If you have any questions for us, please send those in to throughtheword22 at gmail.com. That's through the word and the number 22 at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a great day.